What is happening? I don't even, what happened? Are we live? Fuck the intro. <laughs> Sonny, what'd you do? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck and I will be your host. We're live. Just fuck that intro. Fuck it all to hell. Forget it. Nobody needs to watch it anyway. Easy TJ, welcome to live. It's good to see you and Squire and Raquel and Lily's Flowers and Squire again and Jimmy Tab. You guys, welcome to live. We got Sunny Brown backstage and Lily's Flowers. Welcome to live. Thanks for being here. Sorry the intro didn't work out. I don't know what the deal was. Melissa Castle, welcome to live. I hit it twice, I think is what happened. I bumped it twice. And so then it came and then it left. And I'm gonna say Raquel didn't see it. That's okay. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw the intro. So no intro for you guys for today. And that's okay. Cause we're just going to jump right in. What are we going to talk about today? What do you guys want to talk about? We're going to talk about Trump today. Hello. It is all your fault. It's all Sonia's fault today. Welcome to the nooner on Monday. I'm all thrown off now. Cause I didn't have an intro. Hit the like button. Um, welcome to the nooner intro on or the nooner on Monday. We moved the nooner to Monday because we have a watch party set for tomorrow. So tomorrow the some department heads of the military are going to be testifying in front of Congress in regards to the inclusiveness agenda that our United States military has adapted and how it impacts detrimentally or positively impacts our military as a whole and our ability to keep our country safe. And that's going to be tomorrow. That should be a really good hearing. I'm, we don't talk a lot about it. We probably should talk more about it, but we don't. Um, I did. There was a shooting. So this is just breaking. Pam, thank you so much. I don't have anything on it. I have an article pulled up here. I was reading it right before we started live. There was a shooting at a Nashville. Uh, it sounds like a Christian school and left a couple of children uh, deceased. Uh, there was 26 people injured. It just happened. And so more to come on that and what that kind of looks like. I don't want to talk about it too much because right now it's just breaking. And then the headline, there's really no details to it. Uh, but it sounds like there was another school shooting out there in Nashville in a Christian um, like elementary school. So more to come on that. Maybe we'll cover that later this week. The major heat amazing. <laughs> give me a minute. Could you just give me a minute here? Maybe I should play the intro. Just give me a minute. Okay. Back it up. Uh, amazing TJ. Do you think Trump is purposely pissing off his fan base in order to create a more silent, a silent majority like back in 2016? Um, I don't know. Has he done something else to piss off his fan base? I, I don't know. I think when it comes to the 2024 election, it, if you want to look at it logically, like logically what's probably going to happen is you are going to have Donald J. Trump be the GOP pick. Um, I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to run, and we're going to talk about that too. His donors are kind of calling him out, telling him to step down. And these are the people that give him his money for campaigning, and so he kind of has to listen to him. I don't know that, that Ron DeSantis is going to run, so you're probably going to be looking at Trump and Biden. So realistically, it doesn't matter who Trump pisses off. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to vote for Biden again, unless they just don't vote at all, which in my opinion is worse. So no, I have, I don't know. I have some theories on some different things, like on a conspiracy level with the running, uh, the possible running of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And if you follow certain movements, um, he plays a big part. The Kennedys as a whole play a big part in stuff and things. And so what this could potentially do is cause his party to then vote for Robert F. Kennedy um, who would be a Democrat at that point. 
Possible. So that's 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 the conspiracy side of things. Um, like I said, logistically, you're probably looking at Joe Biden, who has I think he hasn't filed any paperwork yet. I looked, uh, but is has talked about running and Kamala came out and said that they were going to run again. And so. No, I think I don't know more to come. Let's just say that more to come. We're going to talk about Trump. I've got a bunch of highlights from his rally. Now, Trump had held a rally over the weekend in Waco, Texas, and this was his first rally in 2024. And it was on the anniversary of the the Waco travesty, if you know kind of a little bit about that. Um, and if Biden wins, then yeah. See, nobody wants to go through this again. I don't care how left you are. This has to be hitting you right in your gut. Like, I, I can't, I am a frugal person. And I am very careful financially for the most part. And I'm very, you know, we, we have savings and we have, I've always been the way. I got that from my old man who they all lived through the Great Depression, Washington flood. And so I've always kind of been this way. And I'm not going to say we're struggling. We're, we're not really struggling, but we're not, there's no big trips that are, you know, we don't have a lot of expendable income, if that makes sense. Like we don't have a lot of income for vacations or just fun money, things to go do real fun things. We know we're going to go camping, but we, we don't, there's that. And so I can only imagine the people who are just now coming into adults like Gen Z who in 2024 really, or 2020 really started becoming adults and having to pay their own rent and pay their own mortgage or pay their own, you know, pay their own cell phone bill are really starting to kind of get hit. And I can't imagine anybody would want to live like that just out of pride. Do you know what I mean? Like I hate Donald Trump so much that I don't want my life to be better. That doesn't make a lot of sense for me. But maybe, I guess, some people's ego just drives like that. Hi, Dirty DC. Some people's egos just drive like that. It's I, We saw it kind of in 2022. Like, it didn't matter what I told people about Joe Biden. When when Ashley, died in, Ashley, Ashley Biden's diary broke, that was content for like two, three, four months. Like, we broke it down, you know, when it was leaked out. And then they were like, no, it's fake and it's Russian disinformation. Like, the press secretary stood the fuck up there and called it Russian disinformation. And we tried to tell people like, no, this is, this is pretty legit. This seems really legit. And then the FBI came out and they're like, yeah, it's legit. And then the bunch of people went to jail because they tried to sell it legit. And so we tried to tell, like, listen, if you vote for Joe Biden, you were not only voting for a disastrous president at the end of the day, but you were voting for a man who, who according to the diary molested his daughter. Um, among a bajillion other nasty, disgusting things. I saw some things on that laptop, but the the diary seems to be the softest of them. The, 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 the worst, but the, you know what I mean? Like if you saw the pictures, you know what I'm talking about. To try, and people voted for him anyway, just because they hated Trump. So I don't know. Um, we're going to watch the clips of Trump and and he really is in campaign mode right now. Um, he hit... I watched the whole thing. I took the clips from Red Pill Pharmacist. I took a bunch of clips from, from Twitter too, but I did I did listen to the whole thing. It was very long. To see him stand up there and, and speak for that long without falling down the stairs, without flubbing something up, without, you know, was a kind of refreshing at the end of the day. Um, but he was in full-on campaign mode and he has his finger on the pulse of what people want to hear. And we're going to watch, I can actually, we're going to play that for you right now. Now the, the clips that I put together, this is about 10 minutes long. So consider this your intro. That's how we're going to do this. Does that work? Consider this your intro. 
because the video is about 10 minutes long. It cuts, you know, the different highlighted clips that he talks about. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Um, and then we're going to kind of go from there. But here we go. to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Shortly after I win the presidency, I will have the disastrous war between Russia and Ukraine settled. It would never have happened. Twelve years ago, a thing like that to say would be ridiculous. Nobody would know 
what you're even talking about. Setting fire to your life savings. Releasing violent criminals to prey on innocent people. We have so many people pouring in, and so many of these people are not the people you want coming into our country. Justice will only be done when we have thrown this repulsive political class the hell out of office. We have to get them out. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. And now I say to you again tonight, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And I took a lot of heat for this one, but I only mean it in the proper way for those who have been wronged and betrayed, of which there are many people out there that have been wronged and betrayed. I am your retribution. We will take care of it. We will take care of it. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them all together, and they would not have done the damage that Joe Biden has done to our nation in just two and a half short years. What they've done to our nation, just think of it, what they've done to our nation. The stakes of this election could not be more clear. Either we surrender to the demonic forces abolishing and demolishing and happily doing so our country, or we defeat them in a landslide on November 5th, 2024. Either the deep state destroys America or we destroy the deep state. That's the way it's got to be. We're at a very pivotal point in our country. Either we descend into a lawless abyss of open borders, rampant killings, super hyperinflation, which is what we have right now and not coming down, and festering corruption, or we evict Joe Biden and the Democrats from the White House. But it's a very strange thing. You know, we had more requests today, over 500 requests for media. And I said, that's nice. But uh, probably by this point, about 90 percent of them. I think those red lights have gone off about 30 minutes ago. I watch it. You know, CNN, which has the lowest ratings in their history because they're fake news. Anybody that has to hire Don Lemon has to be fake news. Don Lemon. When this election is over, I will be the President of the United States. You will be vindicated and proud, and the thugs and criminals who are corrupting our justice system will be defeated, discredited, and totally disgraced. That's what's happening. That's what's unfair. But it takes place by the Department of Injustice and their local henchmen at the AG and DA's offices throughout the country. You know, they use the local offices, like in New York City, like in Atlanta, like in Chicago and Los Angeles. They make lives miserable, destroy their families and friends, even though they know these people are innocent. In many cases, they're patriots. They're not guilty of anything, and yet they have to go through hell. And if you're running for office, even Dan, but I don't think they'd ever go after him. 
But we have some great congressmen that probably they wouldn't go after because they're too clean. They're the cleanest people I've ever met. They come from Texas. They have to be clean. But let's say they're not that well known. They're doing a good job. And an investigation is started into one of these many great people. They're going to lose their race. They're going to lose their race. And they do it all the time. They're using investigations now attempt to stuff the ballot boxes, of which they stuff plenty. You know, uh, Marjorie is here, truth to vote. And they found at least five million instances on tape, and the courts didn't want to even look at it. The district attorney of New York, under the auspices and direction of the Department of Injustice in Washington, D.C., was investigating me for something that is not a crime, not a misdemeanor, not an affair. I never liked horse face. I never liked, I never, it's just not, it's a terrible thing. That wouldn't be the one. There is no one. We have a great first lady. Who people really do love. And she's done an incredible job. Not an error, not anything. They have nothing. And yet it went on and on and on and continues to. He stacked his office with DC operatives, a man named Matthew Colangelo, one of the top people in the Department of Justice, was moved into the Manhattan DA's office to make sure that we're always looking. We got crazy people like Schiff, Shifty Schiff. And Hillary and all of these people, these people, they don't want to talk about greatness for our country. All they want to do is investigate everybody, but they are the ones that are really under investigation. I also want to thank. Turn to it. Ladies and gentlemen, that was it. Those were the highlights. And what did he say at the end? Why would they be under investigation? Why would he say something like that? Did you all catch that at the end of that? And then he just breezed right over it. Why would Hillary and them be? Well, we all know why. A lot of us know why. A lot of us are still wondering. I just thought that was really interesting. Another thing that he brought up an awful lot. Like I said, he is in full campaign mode. Um, absolutely. And he definitely has his heart on the pulse of what people are complaining about. He may not be tweeting anything, but he is on Twitter because the whole transgender men and women sports, that whole thing uh, was a good 25 minute segment for him and school choice and keeping men out of, out of women's bathrooms. And that has been a very hot topic since I don't know, the beginning of last month really kind of took off the beginning of last month. It's been a hot topic off and on, but with Hershey's campaign and now oil of Olay has come out with a campaign with a transgender woman. I know that this has been a very hot topic and it's been trending off and on every single day, uh, a little bit here and there. And so he definitely has his finger on the pulse. I, I liked the rally. And if you, and like, and whether you hate Trump, I got a lot. So I'm on TikTok too. Whether you, and we're going to talk about the TikTok man, whether you love Trump or you hate him, Joe Biden cannot get up there and give a speech like that. And all I'm seeing in the press is how there weren't that many people there and nobody shows up and everybody filters out just as soon as Trump starts. Now, why in the hell would you stand there for hours and hours? Some people stood in line for four hours to get into this rally. And then just turn and leave as soon as Trump comes out and starts to speak. That doesn't make any sense. This is all I'm seeing on the media, though, is how his voters are turned on. Everybody's tired of Trump. 60% of Republicans don't want Trump back. And 
That's all bullshit. I don't know who they're pulling. They're not pulling me. I just got, I saw a tweet too from the state of Iowa where they're like, Governor Reynolds is losing her base because of her extremist ideology. New poll says, what fucking poll? I live in this state. I am a part of every single poll me group that I can possibly be a part of. Send me all the texts. I got nothing. You didn't poll me. You didn't poll anybody in this town. I know that because I would have seen it. There, so the polls and stuff are garbage. You can't cat what cat turd on Twitter ran a poll. And so they're about the same. And I like cat turd, but it's about the same kind of idea. It's just about who takes the poll. And then they just take the number and that's the headline. And you can't figure out what the actual poll is until you get clear to the bottom. And most people aren't going to do that because we all live in the headlines. And that's really, that's fine. But don't let the polls start to freak you out thinking that Joe Biden is going to win again. Until the Democrats have somebody better than Joe Biden, this is, your, this is it. If you really hate Trump, that's cool. If you are really cool with the way things are in your off-screen life, okay, removing your ego out of it and looking at your grocery bill, okay, looking at your Starbucks bill, looking at your gas, you know, if you're really cool with the way things are, sending billions of dollars to Ukraine for a war, if you're cool with it, then fucking fine. Vote for Joe Biden again. Get after it. Show me how it's done. But I am not okay with it. And right now, there really isn't anybody else. And he knows this. And so he is campaigning hard and he is hitting every single nerve that every conservative has exposed right now, right down to school choice, from the sending the money over to Ukraine, from the, the transgender ideology and the letting men play in women's sports and letting men have women's opportunities that are designed for women. He's got his finger on the pulse of it, which means he's, he's geared and ready to go, whether you like it or not. Um, amazing TJ says, maybe the polls are a psyop against the left. Maybe really. I mean, who runs polls? CNN. The only time we read anything out of CNN is if we make fun of it. And I can, I got something for the end of the live too. Cause apparently using, uh, memes and gifts with people of color on them. If you were a white person is historically racist. So you're going to need to stop doing that, which is just cause that was the best clip, the clip that they used. You know, like get my kids out. Of, oh, so great. House is on fire. Like there were TikToks made of this woman. She became famous. She like won the hearts of America. She was fabulous. But now they're using her saying you shouldn't do that. And it's basically the Aunt Jemima thing all over again. They're going to take it all away from her because it's racism. Um, I was waiting for him to talk about the TikTok ban. So James, do we need to talk about the TikTok ban for just a minute? Listen. I can take TikTok, and I think we talked about this a little bit already. I can take TikTok, and I can leave it. I don't care, one way or another. I've been banned off this app so many times that it, it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm not emotionally attached to the app, but that doesn't mean that there aren't other people that don't, do, you know, don't do controversial content that deserve to be, you know, kicked off the app simply because the government thinks that they should be. And I want you to make a very clear understanding of this. So last year, Mark Zuckerberg lobbied our congresspeople millions of dollars to run a smear campaign on TikTok. That's where all of this started for the most part. The whole like TikTok is a national security threat and we're going to ban it on all of our government official phones. It's no, it's not. If, if TikTok is a national security threat and if they're going to ban it, fine, but be honest about it. Fine, ban it. But tell the people we're banning it because we can't control it. Because if it was such a national security threat, they wouldn't have let Dylan Mulvaney go to the fucking White House and make TikToks in the White House and post them on TikTok. None of that makes any damn sense. And I don't care if we don't agree politically, every social media company out there is doing the exact same thing that TikTok is. The only thing, the only difference with TikTok 
is that our government doesn't get a cut of any of it. Our government doesn't get control of the information that they get. Our government doesn't get to sell it to anybody. It has nothing to do with security. It's the fact that our government can't control what's put out on TikTok. And we talked about this back in 2020, 2019, when, when Trump wanted to ban it. It isn't about your national security. It's because I can make a video, whether you hate me or love me, okay, you'll take it down eventually, but I can make a video breaking everything down as far as the corruption that our own government is doing, not the Chinese government, not the Russian government, our own government. And as long as I'm not being messed with, and as long as I'm not being mass reported, and as long as I'm not being you know, attacked by, by people who don't like what I do and mass reported, that video will five, six, seven hundred thousand views, hundred and some odd thousand, you know, in, in an hour, like conservative ants, the same thing. He's, he has been banned almost as many times as I have has come back and can blow back up to his original numbers within a week and a half. I get it. TikTok's got its flaws. Okay. It's, it's got this algorithm issue. It definitely is kind of detrimental to kids and teenagers, right? But it's no more detrimental to kids and teenagers than Instagram or Facebook. All of the, the when they sat there in the Congress floor and they talked about how all of these challenges that started on TikTok were detrimental to our children. These challenges, I distinctly remember, started on Facebook and then they were pushed onto TikTok. The government doesn't like TikTok because they can't control TikTok. And then I know that Chow came out, I don't have the video, but I know that Chow came out after the hearings and he talked about how he had stated, I am not going to let any government control what gets put out here on TikTok, which is more than our government has ever said ever. And that's coming from the Chinese government from possibly the CCP. But if you watched any amount of those hearings, you'll know that he isn't a part or he states he isn't a part of the CCP and neither is Oracle, which is the company that keeps the Americans data. James, yes, they look at the bill that they want to pass. Now, in this bill isn't just about a TikTok ban. This bill states that they have complete control. Joe Biden has complete control over all social media and media in general, which means if you've got a bit shoot, which means if you've got, um, what is that other one that they use where they write the blogs? If you've got any of that, the government can come and take it down flat. The bill is, it's not, it's not just about TikTok. It's about censoring people on a whole new level that we don't even know exists yet. I don't know if they're going to do it. I, I don't know what the timeline is on when they need to have the company sold. I doubt TikTok is going to sell. Um, that, that seems very interesting, but we'll see what happens. More to come on the TikTok stuff. Um, Little Wolf says, how many of these Congress people stock, have stock in Meta and the reason they're losing money, that's all. Yeah, it really does go back to money. They were lobbied to push this. We watched the entire thing. They went in with their minds made up already. They didn't let him talk. They weren't looking for any kind of solution and they don't care about you or your small business that you run on, on TikTok. They don't care that you were able to quit your job and solely make content doing something you love and still get paid for it. They don't care because they're not getting a cut of any of it. They said it multiple times during that hearing, if you were with us. They're getting more than kickbacks. They, well, they are. They're getting lobbied. He's giving them millions of dollars in order to do this smear campaign. So that's what it is. Whether it gets banned or not, I don't know. Whether the bill goes through or not, I don't know. Um, it's bipartisan, meaning everybody's on board with it. I know McCarthy, somebody in the comments even said that McCarthy is really pushing for it to be banned. Um, boy, if it does, I, I don't know. 
I don't know what happens then. We go to Clapper. I, I'm not going to Clapper. You'll be done. I'll be done with the TikTok stuff. Then I guess after that. Um. So Angie Barnes said it too. Let me ask you a five minute question. Let me only, let let me only answer. They wouldn't even let them answer yes or no half the time. The whole thing, and it made them. Somebody said too. They're like, they went in there because they were arguing in the comments on Instagram. What did she say? She's like, they went in there to prove to China that they're not stupid. Listen, I watched the whole thing, and if those guys in Congress did anything, it was to prove that how stupid they actually are when it comes to the internet and social media. They basically didn't know how to how to get TikTok on. What was the one question he asked? He's like, how does does TikTok have access to my my internet router. I couldn't, I'm, I'm so embarrassed a little bit by the whole thing. It just, they made him look really ridiculous. And I can distinctly remember a time when Zuckerberg and the guy on Twitter were also drugged through Congress for very similar reasons. Um, and also Congress ended up looking really, really stupid. So obviously they have not learned their lessons yet at this point. So more to come on what that's what that's going to look like. Uh, I don't know. It may just wake up one day and it's gone. Like I said, I don't have an emotional attachment to TikTok anymore. I appreciate TikTok and I have a love-hate relationship. I appreciate everything that it's done for me up to this point. And I appreciate because I've met all of you, obviously, and I have built relationships that I've never would have built before. But if they take it, they take it. I, we learned a long time ago TikTok wasn't going to be our home. And I do feel for the people, like I said, that don't make the controversial content, the people that just want to run their small businesses and, and make their fun videos and use TikTok as a way that it was intended to. So MySpace, we could bring back Tom. I could rank all my followers right there. One to 10. Whew. Could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine, Sonia? God, that'd be awesome. I'd be so here for it. 150, what is it? What is it? 150, 1 million Americans on an internet, that site that they can ban. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, this isn't just a TikTok thing. They're going to ban it across the board. So more to come if it, if it goes through. If not, then it doesn't. And we just keep going. We'll see. We will see what happens. So I want to go back to Trump's speech. Now, somebody had brought up in the comments too. They wanted to talk about DeSantis a little bit. And so Trump is out here and he's campaigning. Uh, the Democrats don't really have anybody campaigning wholeheartedly just yet. I believe they've only got one that has officially filed the paperwork. And I don't remember her name um, running for president of the United States. Uh, but obviously Trump is, is uh, out the gate and on a roll. And a lot of people are like, well, it was weird with the DeSantis stuff, right? So right after his rally, a... An article came out about the DeSantis donors. So these are the people that donate money to the DeSantis campaign uh, for whatever reasons, uh, talking about how they did not think that he should run this time. They think he should sit this one out and just wait. Uh, the article goes on to state that a number of Florida governors, donors, and allies are worried about his recent stumbles, suggesting he may not be ready for a brutal fight against Donald Trump. Some feel DeSantis needs to accelerate his timeline to run for the GOP nomination and begin directly confronting Trump. So if he has any chance of thwarting the former president's momentum, others believe that DeSantis should sidestep Trump altogether 
and wait until 2028 to run. At Sunday, at a Sunday luncheon, which would have been yesterday, following the annual Red Cross Ball in Palm Beach, Florida, a group of 16 prominent Republicans described by one attendee as a mix of DeSantis backers and Trump skeptics discussed misgivings about the governor's standings for the future he tussles with the former president. He goes on to state that they like him. Many of them might even support him. The person who was at the event said of DeSantis, but they thought on a balance it was a long-term future was better without him trying to take Trump head on, according to outlets. And I kind of would have to agree. We deep dove a little bit on DeSantis. He's got a lot of, of ties to um, the Bushes and um, Klaus Schwab. And I think we watched that video last week. Klaus Schwab, like the whole Davos. He just, he's got a lot of ties to the deep state stuff. Um, so I'm not, I, I'm not, and I have no idea what he would even look like as a president. Um, Alex King says 20 out of 29. Come on, y'all. Oh, smash the like button. Yeah, smash the like button. You guys, I love your faces. And for my rumblers, hello. My rumblers, smash the rumble button. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being here for your support. So it sounds like his, his donors, the people that are donating to his campaign are kind of telling him also to cool it. Um, I think at this point I'd be kind of surprised if he did announce a run for 2024, just because I think the backlash has been so <clears throat> acute, not only from the people, but from the Trump campaign as well. But if he does, then I guess we'll talk about it more then. As of right now, he hasn't. So hello, Sonia V from Massachusetts. It's good to see you. Thank you for being here. For those of you on TikTok, we're live on YouTube and Rumble. If you want to come and see us, you can come and say hi or you can stay here. So more to come on that. I, I don't know with the DeSantis stuff what's going to happen. We'll just we'll just watch. We'll just watch and we'll all laugh together and it'll be fine. Um, and hopefully he doesn't go missing like a bunch of our senators and, and our House members have. Have you guys, do you guys know that some of these people, like we, Fetterman, Okay, I posted some things about, listen, let me just, let me just, this caught me some shit too. Like, come on, you guys. Everyone's like, you're making conservatives look silly. I'm like, I am not a conservative, first of all. That is just what I vote for. I am a conspiracy theorist. And look at this shit. What is this? You guys can't see it, but who is this? Who's this man? Listen, that is not John Fetterman. Well, one is, one of them is. One of them isn't though. Okay, so first of all, one is John Fetterman, one of them is not. And I want to go through this a little bit because there was a lot of misconception and I got fact-checked on Twitter, which is fine. But the one, so the with John Fetterman, the one on the left, and I don't know which way it is on the screen, but the one on the, the it would be my right, in the hoodie, was taken from 2002. And that is with him and his wife, and it was post his stroke. They just released him from the hospital. So that is John Fetterman. The one on the right is the John Fetterman after his stroke. That's who we, that's who it is, okay? The one on the left was older. And so the one on the right, or not older, was young, was newer than the one on the left, I think, or something like that. One is 2022, one is 2023. Both of them are being projected as John Fetterman. And there can only be one John Fetterman. Okay, first of all, who? No, no. Furthermore, the picture on the right is from this picture. And this picture was when John Fetterman was released from the hospital and took it with his wife, his wife who also looks oddly odd, but we're not going to get into that today. But look at, look at this hand placement. Can you see this? So since when does John Fetterman get released from the hospital and then they go to take their first picture? He won't even touch his wife. Sonny, can you see that? 
can you can you kind of see it? He won't even touch his wife. He, there's a whole four inches of space between his hand and her small of her back. Who is this? Or is this the real John Fetterman? Or is this not? And people are like, they get so triggered when I talk about this kind of stuff. People are like, you're just crazy. There's no such thing as clones. But you're going to tell. So AI has come out and they've made all these images. And I know you've seen them. You really don't think we have the technology to do this kind of stuff? To do body doubles at the very least? RK Katie says they're really having a hard time with these ears, aren't they? It took forever. But like I said, that a lot of people were spreading this picture around this one right here as if it were new. And that is not a new picture. The one on the right is from 2022. The one on the left is from 2023. Or like early, late 2022, early 2023, something like that. But they're not, the, the timing of it isn't really that important. The fact of the matter is, is they're both being tried to be passed off as John Fetterman, the senator of Pennsylvania, who is currently missing. And, and only one of them can be him. And, and I'm, I'm assuming that it's not this one, possibly, because the picture's odd. I mean, how very brotherly of him to hold his wife that way. Maybe he's missing. But Diane Feinstein is also missing. Okay, Mitch McConnell, they're all missing. So Donald Trump comes out and he ends his rally yesterday talking about how all of these people are in investigation. He slides right over it and then tells people how great he is again. Right back into the how great he is again, right? Just slides right through it. They're the ones that are under investigation. And I'm going to be the greatest president in the history of the United States. Real fast, real, like, real abrupt. Why isn't anyone talking about that? I would think that would be a big thing. Because then they could come out and say, CNN be like, Trump's lying about his campaign. And none of these people are under investigation. I did see the whole five misgivings that Trump has done during his, his, his rally. But none of them were that statement. Very strange. Why would they be an investigation? And why are we missing a bunch of senators? Where are these people? How do these people get elected in to do a job and then within weeks of being elected in cannot do a job? Hold on. I just got banned on TikTok. No, I don't. I want to appeal. So, and then they just get sick and then they leave. How does that even happen? At this point, Sonia hit it. At this point, we need DNA just to prove that it's him. I would agree. I would agree. They are requesting proof of life. I know like the Freedom Caucus and Congress are like, listen, we need like video with today's newspaper or something um, as proof of life. Because he's signing, he is he's doing all of his, his senatorial duties in the nut hut. And Diane Feinstein's gone. Mitch McConnell's gone. Where's Mitch McConnell? Nobody knows where Mitch McConnell went. He fell down at a restaurant, bumped his head. Now he's in, what is he? He's still in the nursing home? Not nursing home. I know. Hello, none of your business. Good to see you. We had a lot of fans in there. They're hanging out. Listen, I really pissed off the pronoun people with this whole transgender thing. Like, they got real mad. The allies. Is he being released today? Fucking A. Johnson. We might have to do another nooner on Tuesday or Thursday just to see. I'm going to see some pictures. I want to see proof of life. It went down. We pissed off the pronoun people, and now they report everything that I put up and every live that I do. But that's okay. They can stay mad. I don't know. How, how can you do your job and not be there to do your job? It's very interesting to me. And I hope that Mitch McConnell comes out, and I hope that his clone looks better than Fetterman's. That's all I'm going to say about that. 
But they are talking like if Mitch McConnell's getting released today, it might be. But according to yesterday to an article, they were going to be out. Uh, it says they're going to be out for several weeks and they won't be back for several weeks. Um, the last time that all of the senators had been in the building to do any kind of vote was back in August 7 of 2022. So damn near, we're a few months out from an entire year ago. That is the last time every senator was actually in the building to do their job was in August of 2022. And that was when they were passing the Inflation Reduction Act, which cinched billions and billions of more dollars to go to Ukraine and really didn't have anything to do with inflation or the reduction of it. That was the last time they were all in office. More to come. We'll watch from Mitch McConnell's clone and see what he looks like. He'll probably look real good too. He'll probably look like that Secretary of Defense, the transgender lady. What's her name? I can't think of her name. His name? Do you know what his name is, Sonia? They look a lot alike. I posted it on Twitter. Yeah. That's what. Whatever happened to him making Disney pay? I think he did, didn't he? More to come on DeSantis, heck. More to come. Until I know for sure he's running, I don't know if he's making... Disney payback or anything or not. I remember seeing it, but I don't know. Okay. Who knows? What do I have next? I've got an Ohio whistleblower. Do you guys remember the train derailment in Ohio? So a train derailed in Palestine, Ohio. We did one or two shows on it. It was all over TikTok. Nobody was talking about, yeah, the health lady, man. I can't remember his name either. That guy with the hair. Train derailed in Palestine, Ohio. Spilled toxic chemicals all over it. Flooded into the river. The government came out and said, hey, you know what? The water's safe to drink, even though it's got floating oil on the top of it. And people were like, no, we're not going to drink that because obviously there's something in it. And it was a big deal. And But nobody really talked about it until TikTok took it and ran with it, right? And then all of a sudden, everybody was trying to talk about it. But even then, they downplayed it. Well, one of the people that went, that was talking about it a lot was Benny Johnson. And Benny Johnson had actually went out to Palestine and talk to the people on the ground out in Palestine and try to get an idea of what was actually happening versus what we were being told that was happening. And after that trip, he, as a joke, took went and bought a bunch of bottled water from Costco and sat in front of the Department of Transportation's head office and told them that it was water from East Palestine and was offering it to the employees as they walked in. And he broke a story yesterday when that happened and one of the employees from the Department of Transportation actually stopped and gave him an entire monologue on how corrupt the entire system is and how they base emergency response on whether it is a blue state or a red state. And that's how some more on that is right here. I had to do this differently. So I wasn't I didn't I had my moment, but I couldn't do it. So. Ends up uncovering a massive bombshell news story. Earlier this week, we staged a fake water station in front of the Department of Transportation in Washington, D.C. We gave out water bottles. These water bottles were from Whole Foods. The joke was that they were from East Palestine, the tap water that the Department of Transportation poisoned. We wanted to see what people's reaction would be to being offered East Palestine water. Now, as we were filming the reactions and the security guards pushing us away from the building, a news story dropped directly into our lap and well, all it took was a bottle of water. A Department of Transportation employee walked up to our table. He had a badge on. He's a 25 year veteran. 
of the Department of Transportation. And he began to spill incredible amounts of information about what the DOT was doing. He told us about how the Department of Transportation was allocating resources based on the politics of a state, blue state versus red state. Talked to us about the bungling of the train incident and told us about open politicization and criminality inside of the department under Pete Buttigieg. Moral people trapped in immoral systems eventually break. They have to shout the things that are going on. They have to tell someone. And this person decided to walk up to our table and tell us. We pray that there will not be any retaliation to this employee, and we've gone out of our way to hide this person's identity. What you're about to watch is a raw video from the streets of Washington, D.C., out front of the Department of Transportation, all inspired by a bottle of water poisoned in East Palestine. Free water from East Palestine? Sir! Sir! I saw that knowing glance. I, I, I That's why I'm right here. I know, they kicked me out. Yeah, they won't let me stand in front of the building. That's right. Why isn't he drinking it? Well, he has his own dining room. Did you know he has his own dining room? No I, way. He don't eat with the plebes. He doesn't eat with the rest of us. So, really? He has his own dining room? He has his own dining room up there. We hardly so. see him. He shows up, uh, just so like if you have a party or something. And what yeah. they do is they come around and... They want to make sure there's enough people in the office that day so that he has people to greet. It's all an elaborate production. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> this building's three quarters empty. These federal government buildings are all empty. Yeah, that's, oh, that's exactly right. Man, I lived in D.C. for a long time. I, I, I'm aware. You it's, walk through it, it's like a ghost town. Yeah, I'm in Federal Railroad. And we. I don't get it. Nobody panicked. There's no scramble. I'm like, why? Dude. Why aren't we taking this serious? Yo, I got to tell you, I went. we went there, you know, like right away. And it was bad. Oh, I'm sure bad. it is. Oh, my, the eyes were stinging. The mouth was stinging. And we were seeing these little kids. I'm like, man, this sucks. And I, I don't care where you come from politically. No kids should live like, you know, no, you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. Even like conservatives, a lot of Republicans were like, where's the federal government? I'm now on a project of handing out money. Yeah. We're supposed to be subjective or objective. Mm -hmm. They'll step in. Well, we want this project because it's, it's, it's a you know, blue state. Oh, so no matter how bad it is, so they appoint these leaders of each group and then they, they make sure the money will be recommended. That's how it works. That it goes to a blue state, not a red state. Right. So you think this was politically motivated in East Palestine? Yeah. It was at this point that we couldn't believe our ears. The Department of Transportation allocates money based on red states or blue states that they straight up decided not to help East Palestine because of their political affiliation. This was a county, of course, that voted for Trump by 70 percent. So this was politically motivated. And you have that directly from inside of the building. This is shocking stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, this Department of Transportation employee wasn't done yet. No, no, no. The worst is yet to come. Right away, they're quick to blame the railroad. The railroad did everything right. The railroad asked permission. It's the government that told them to blow it up. The I don't know if you permission. know this, but years ago, they made a big fuss about trains carrying these chemicals that go through these urban areas. Okay. And now they reroute them through all these little towns. Oh, man. A lot of people, they, the press doesn't doesn't bring any of this up, but I was here 20 years. I know this. They made it a point to reroute these trains. So all these little towns get 
from they shaft these little these little towns, these trains go rolling through. And yet they kill pipelines. More stuff probably comes off the railroad than the pipelines. Yeah, dude. Railroad. The pipelines go through nothing. You know, they don't go through cattle. I'll tell you this. You didn't yeah. hear this from me. Okay. We're in the office. They're they're saying the railroads are down fifteen percent since COVID. But we know the Romans are up. They're paint, trying to paint that picture so as not to bring the harsh light. If you normalize it, for all the there were less railroads running during COVID, but they they're just looking at the total. There were fewer freight trains running because of you know, supply. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they're trying to say, hey, the Romans are down. Don't look at us. But actually, we think the Romans are up because they're going off the co- the the COVID numbers. Correct. Of Which, like lower less miles, trains. Yeah. If of you course. normalize that, actually. The number per per mile was up. That's crazy. Yes. And they and then Pete was saying, "Oh, but they didn't have the brakes. Trump killed this brake rule. The brake rule would not have been applicable here. Everybody has said that." So. So it's political. Well, political. So it's political, and now they're just trying to cover their asses. Wow. And that's and that's complied with everything. <laughs> that's what I hear. What blows me away as someone who's not, I don't consider myself particularly intelligent, is that these people, look at this, they say they're environmentalists, right? But they ignore the one of the largest man-made environmental catastrophes. And, you know, you have the Alaska pipeline. I, I, I see pictures, Alaska looks beautiful. I don't see problems. Who killed that pipeline? But these trains are rolling through middle America, carrying all kinds of they just don't care. Those people don't have any political power, right? Yeah. That's, they don't have any lobbyists. They're the deplorables. That's right. The deplorables. That's right. That's right. They, they don't they don't write press releases, you know? Here's another one. So, like, shouldn't twice there be... weekly, the regulation requires a human being to walk the tracks or ride a vehicle over the track and look for defects. Interesting. That's the regulation. Yeah. So the railroads, about three years ago, said, hey, you know, we can do that better with automatic inspection systems computers on vehicles they measure they shoot laser beams it's a fact they capture information that's better yeah this administration put a hold on all that because it takes away union jobs <laughs> so now it's coming out that hey wouldn't have this derailment maybe if there had been track cause maybe an automatic system would have found that versus human eyes probably yeah. That's how they do everything. This administration is uh, everything to relate to you. I won't make it up, but dude, I can tell you this unofficially, but that's how it is. Man, listen, there there are people who still believe in the, like the mission, and it gets destroyed by the ambitions of of bad bad people men and women. Are left and right. People are leaving. Really? As as wow! Wow! And we don't have a lot of money. I, I see that the government's printed up a lot of money. Yeah. We hand out money. It's like, well, what are we doing? Why are we handing these people, these big corporations, money? I thought you were supposed to have an infrastructure bill or something, right? Trillion bucks. Yeah, this money. It's like, what are we doing? Why? Well, good luck. If you're standing out here, you're going you're gonna to be, uh, you know. Well, yeah, well, maybe it'll send a message. Maybe maybe Mr. Mr. Climate here. A lot of people have been laughing at us. Some people have taken the bottle of water. I don't think they get the joke. So, uh, you know, nice to meet you. All right. Here's a summary of what we learned from our Department of Transportation whistleblower. The Department of Transportation was cripplingly slow to respond to the tragedy in East Palestine. DOT employees are humiliated by this, and they know why it happened. The lack of urgency in East Palestine was purely political. 
based on the tragedy being in a red state and not a blue state. Essentially, the Biden administration viewed the toxic train derailment as less important because of how these people vote. Moreover, we learned the Department of Transportation allocates funding based purely on politics. If the state is blue, it will get priority. Red states get ignored. The Department of Transportation prioritizes servitude to union jobs over safety, holding back technology that might have prevented the train crash in East Palestine and lowering regulations to appease union paymasters. The mission of the DOT has become hyper-politicized. It's making career appointees very nervous. This hyper-politicization comes from the top. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is not well-liked in the building due to his absentee, weak, politically ambitious leadership. Ultimately, under Buttigieg, morale is critically low inside of the Department of Transportation. It's in chaos. It is an empty building with employees looking for the door. Now, this would be what you would call a whistleblower. This would be why Republicans should immediately begin to subpoena people from inside of the Department of Transportation because clearly they're covering up something here. And it's very, very bad. People's lives are at stake. The people of East Palestine may never get their town back. It will never be the same again. Don't the And then it goes on. And he ends it pretty much after that. But now you know why East Palestine didn't get a lot of attention. I think we all kind of knew this anyway. And what's interesting is he's trying to keep that the guy who was talking, he's trying to keep his identity a secret. But if that building is as empty as they say it is and that there's not that many employees, they're going to know exactly who the fuck that guy was. I can guarantee you that. So prayers for that guy. Hopefully it works out for him. Um, the East Palestine thing kind of did just go away. And what's even more interesting is there was another to compare this. There was a, another chemical spill that happened over the weekend in Delaware. So I don't know if you guys knew that. So in Delaware, um, there was a chemical spill in Philadelphia that left portions of the Delaware River polluted, according to officials. Now, this had happened on Monday or on. Yeah, as this had happened on Friday, they did not release any kind of statement or warning about the water potentially having toxins in it until Sunday night. Sunday night, they came out and said, hey, listen. You might want to drink bottled water um, because there's some stuff going on in the Delaware River. And but they didn't tell them all weekend. They just let them drink the shit in their water. They came out with another article today saying that they got it all cleaned up, which lickety split and that the water is safe from Philadelphia area to clean uh, after they cleaned up all the chemicals. So apparently the water there is they're saying is safe again. Um, but who knows? I just saw about the chemical spill in North Dakota today too. You want me to pull it up really quick? I just saw it before I went live. North Dakota chemical spill. Train derails in rural North Dakota. This is according to the Associated Press. So in Windermere, North Dakota, a Canadian Pacific train derailed in rural North Dakota Sunday night and spilled hazardous materials, but local authorities and the railroad said that there is no threat to public safety. There were no injuries and no fire associated with the derailment, which occurred in a rural area outside of Windermere, a town of several hundred people about 60 miles southwest of Fargo. The Canadian Pacific spokesperson, Andy Cummings, said that 31 of the 70 cars on the train left the tracks around 11.15 on Sunday, and some of the cars leaked uh, liquid asphalt, but there were no waterways near where the derailment had happened. The railroad's hazardous materials experts are now working with local first responders to clean up the spill, and several roads in the area were shut down. It wasn't immediately clear what caused the derailment or exactly how much liquid asphalt had spilled. Railroad safety has been the spotlight nationally ever since last month's fiery derailment of a North 
Fork Southern train near East Palestine, Ohio. Roughly half of that town, about 5,000 people near the Pennsylvania border, had to be evacuated after officials decided to release and burn toxic chemicals. Yeah, that was bad. So, but it sounds like they have this one under control. I don't know. It's, I mean, are they doing it on purpose? A lot of people seem to think so. Um, I mean, it would make sense. They've done worse, more egregious things to push all kinds of different legislation um, that we know about. We're not going to talk about, but we know what we're talking about, right? When it comes to certain gun laws and gun legislation, they've done some pretty Las Vegasy, shady shit. Um, so it's possible um, that they're doing it on purpose. I know a lot of people were really concerned, especially in East Palestine. Uh, it sounds like they still have concerns and they're still working through it. I know Aaron Brockovich has been out there quite a bit doing different reporting and pushing for different things. Uh, and it sounds like she's been taking care of them pretty quickly. Um, how can Nancy make money on her new rare cancer business if they clean it up on time? Exactly. Well, that's another thing too, right? If you're out here believing that they're not doing things to make you deliberately sick, so you have to rely on big pharma, then the fluoride has been working. So congratulations. Probably. It's probably big pharma. Why wouldn't it be? They probably already have a vaccine. They'll have one very soon. Headed to Mexico next week. Any suggestions? No. I don't know what's going on in Mexico. Nothing. Didn't somebody just, didn't America, no, that wasn't Mexico. There was an American couple that got kidnapped, but that wasn't, no, I don't think that was Mexico. So, no, I've never, I'm good. Um, too many and too little time. I think it has a purpose. I think you're probably right, but I think we are really looking at a long game here thing. For, for real, I think this is a long game. They are trying to, I tweeted this out the other night that there are people out there that think that we are waiting on, on a world war, like the world war three. And we're waiting on the, the new world order. And they're still talking about how Bill Gates is going to control and they're going to do this and they want to take out half. Then this is already here. It's already here between the jabs, between the poisons they put in our food, between the poisons that they've been putting in our water, between the manipulation and the fear mongering and the attacks on people's um, weakened mental health. This whole population control call is already here. It's already happening. Um, and it looks a lot like kind of what you're seeing right now. So that's what that's what we got. So that's all we got going on for the trail derailments. It's very interesting stuff. The last thing that I have, I have a couple more things. I do have a couple more things. Um, the transgender takeover, we focused a lot on this recently and I'm going to continue to focus on it until it gets fixed or until it, they don't let me focus on it anymore, but the transgender takeover of the biological women. So during Trump's rally, like I said, he had spent 20, 30 minutes talking about, uh, biological men and women's sports, right? We see a new article every day that a biological man won this or did that, or when competing in women's sports, um, I had found a video and I, I, I'm staunchly against it. Like, I don't feel like I don't. It doesn't make me transphobic. I don't feel like um, biological men should be participating in anything that is that is predominantly women. But I found a video that really kind of explained why this kind of ideology is so dangerous, I guess, at the end of the day. And we've talked about this before, too. It really 
doesn't have the toxic masculinity and then the erase, the erase, the eraser, erasal, eraser, the erasing, erasing, and then the erasing of the biological women. So the toxic masculinity and the erasing of biological women really doesn't have anything to do with us. Those two things. It is about who is going to be left for our kids. It's not necessarily us that they want. It's our kids. And I'm going to play this video for you right now because it hit me right in the cooter. Using the term mother to birthing people. Black birthing people. Black birthing people. Black and indigenous birthing people. Is the administration's official policy to replace the term woman with birthing people? I was a little taken back when I just read it and saw it, that it's the, the term mother was gone in spots and it was replaced with birthing people. Again, if we're, if we're trying to be precise in, in the language that's used. Mom's a pretty good word. Everything that's worth living and dying for is under attack right now. This environment that has been created and corrupted and manipulated does not respect women does not respect children, does not respect men. It cares nothing for family. If that is the society that we want to live in, then we need to see how crazy we are, really. The world is in the condition that it is in because of the disrespect of the woman. There's so much that we place around her because as we are also taught that when you teach a man, you are teaching an individual. When you teach a woman, you are teaching a nation. Every prophet came from the womb of a woman. Every intelligent, strong, powerful man and woman came from the womb of a woman. So that's why they have to attack mother and remove father. Because before you can get to her, you have to get through him. Every wise nation has security. And the man is supposed to be that security. Can a woman secure too? Of course. Are there female warriors? Absolutely. However, because of her value, because a whole nation comes out of her, so you must be protected and the man having that essential position by nature so someone who knows that about you will do their best to make sure you are removed because there is a standard of conditioning that has to take place man woman child if i want to get to that i have to remove your protector because he is watching to make sure that everything that goes on in this environment is safe and secure that's why they have to attack masculinity because they know damn if there's real men around here we can't really do what we want to do and if there are real women we for damn sure can't do what we want to do because she's going to protect that child he's going to protect that woman and they both are going to protect society that last part though yeah he's right and he's spot on it's the nuclear family that's what they're after. That's what they've been after for years is the dismantle of the nuclear family because the nuclear family is what protects each and every generation, up and coming generation going forward. And the government wants to be the daddy of that generation. They want to be the daddy of that generation. They want to raise their own little super soldiers. But this is exactly what this is, it's exactly what he said it was. This is a war on the nuclear family. They took it out through toxic masculinity. They removed the protectors, the men, leaving the women and the children vulnerable. They removed the mama bears and it leaves our kids standing there by themselves. And that's a bad day. That video, Stacy, is on my Twitter. I can't post anything to TikTok on either account right now. I don't know if I will again, but it's on my Twitter. My Twitter is just at shipwreck show. Um, 
you can go and find and screen record and take the video from there if you'd like. I don't know where the video itself came from. I just found it on TikTok. Um, but it hit me so hard because that's what we've been trying to say during this whole time. We did live after live after live early in the beginning of this, my show, early at the beginning of the show, talking about how toxic masculinity has nothing to do with men's mental health and has everything to do with making men weak. And then you start working in the transgender ideology, which we're going to talk about. I got a story about that too. The transgender ideology and you start confusing the two and you make men even weaker. So now you got men who believe they're women. And so then who are going to protect the women? Well, the women have to protect themselves, but now the women are getting their asses kicked too by men in dresses. So now what? We got to keep pushing back. We have to keep talking about it. We got to keep bringing it up. We can't let this kind of ideology, we cannot let this kind of behavior go unchecked and be normalized. Um, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I know that, hi, Mrs. Clear Crazy. Welcome to the show. It's good to see you. Welcome to here. I'm glad you found us here because it sounds like I'm probably not going to go back to TikTok for a while because they just keep taking it down. That's okay. But you have to we have to keep talking about it. And I know it's uncomfortable and I know it's scary. We brought Kat on. We were talking, we went on Freedom Fam. And that was one of the things she, she felt a certain way about it, but she was too afraid to speak up because she didn't want to be looked at as, as transphobic. And she didn't want to be looked at as somebody who was a bigot or who thought less of somebody just because of their sexual orientation. And you know what, at this point in the game, if, if you are a transgender person and you are out here thinking what's happening to biological women is okay and dismissing our feelings in regards to our spaces with telling us to basically just get over it. No, like, no, then I'm trans, I'm fucking transphobic against you all day long. I'm euphobic. Absolutely not. I would not tolerate it from a biological man. And I'm sure as fuck not going to tolerate it from a man in a dress. Now, I understand that there are not all transgender people are like this. This isn't a group. Okay, there are people I found. I managed to find common sense transgender on TikTok. I fell into it's a kid. He's a little kid. I think he has pink hair. He's got piercings. Hippie comments a lot on. He is like the most common sense person I've ever met in my life. And his big thing right now is Jeffrey Marsh. That's what he's going after right now. Smart ass kid. Smart kid. Playing me more than 19. Transgender. But he's like, look, dude, this ain't it. Like women need their own spaces. Who are we to tell them that they can't have them again? Like this is what they fought for. Okay. And now they have them. And now we're taking them away simply because, because why? So this is something that's going to continue to be a conversation here. And I know it did hit a lot of people a little bit wrong. People were like, I just really think that was really aggressive. I am an aggressive person. I am aggressive when it comes to the government lying to us about banning an app and why they need to ban it. I don't care for TikTok, but I don't think it should be taken away. And if you're going to take it away, be honest about it. I am passionate. I know I am passionate about pretty much all of the things that we talk about, right? Government corruption. I am extremely passionate about this because I see exactly what this guy said. This removes the last of the protectors when it comes to our kids. They've already beat the men down. Right. They, they brought up the feminist movement, the screeching and the yelling and the yeah, and the in the streets and the, the illogical, irrational beat the men down. OK, so now you got us who are standing here like bet. Let's go. And now they're taking us down too one by one or they're trying. We have to keep talking about it. 
It has to keep being a subject. It will keep being a subject until it gets fixed. And like I said, this is something that has been a hyper focused on by a lot of people for this, specifically the last few months because of all of the things that have been coming out. And Donald Trump, love him or hate him, picked up on it and is making promises to do his part on the legislation side to make that end, which is something that he can do. We're going to keep fighting regardless whether it's Trump in that White House or it's Biden in that White House. It doesn't matter because it isn't necessarily about that wholeheartedly. It's about us not settling for shit like this. Like we're not, we have to keep going. Um, seems like a friendly bunch. I don't make me walk the plank. We're very friendly. We're just, I'm very passionate. I am very passionate about this. It bothers me a whole bunch as a woman who worked really, really hard in all of the things that she did. And I'm just very proud of being a woman to see Jeffrey Marsh come out here and mansplain tampons to me. Like, and then to see all these people support him and be like, you're just jealous because, oh my God, bitch, I've been on this earth for almost 40 years this year. You're going to tell me that man in a dress is prettier than me on my worst day. Okay. On my worst day. I can't think of his name. I don't remember what his name is. Um, I'll find him. I'll play one of his videos. I think they go by they, them. Listen, if you, if you are that guy, I'm going to respect your pronouns all day long because I respect everything that you have to say. And not because you just kind of agree with me because he breaks it down in such an amazing way. He's very proud of who he is, except he understands that, look, we can't just let men in women's restrooms just because they slap on a wig and a dress. There are too many people out there that are going to take advantage of that. And more and more states are picking up on this as well. I just saw another state this week. Iowa was one of them. Iowa signed into law that in the schools, uh, you are to use the restroom to which your gender, you're, you're born as gender. So if you were born as a male, it doesn't care. It doesn't matter what you identify as. You were using the men's restroom. And Iowa signed that into law along with the use of, of sports in when it comes to the school sports. So transgender women cannot play in women's sports in the state of Iowa, I believe, at a high school level or a school level. I know like my town was like, we didn't even know that was an issue, but I know Des Moines uh, had taken a big issue with it. I don't know why Des Moines is the way it is, but it is. And that's fine. Um, and then there was another school, Idaho, I want to say was the other one. Yeah, it was Idaho was the other one that signed into law that they were not going to allow the transgender ideology to take over their school. Um, this really is going to become a state just like Roe versus Wade, just like the COVID mandates, just like all of that stuff. This is really going to become a state versus state thing, which is how it should be at the end of the day, because then you have a choice. Look, if you are a transgender and you want to be a transgender, then you probably need to go to like California or somewhere else where that kind of ideology is accepted. Um, and versus if you live in a state where you don't like any of this, then you probably need to go to a state where that ideology is not made normal. And that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, we're going to have the 15 minute city states and we're going to have the Trump freedom city states. Those that's it. Then we're all going to be divided. We're going to have the best wall because we're Iowa and we can make it out of corn. You can make anything out of corn. I'd just like to throw that out there. Um, I don't understand why they, I don't understand why they're not lobbying for their own safe space. This is what, and we talked about this before too. There are two things that I don't understand when it comes to the transgender ideology, just on a very high level. 
Okay. The first thing I don't understand is why they're not out here lobbying for their own space. Why are they not lobbying for money to be given to the schools so that the schools can add additional resources for transgenders to use the restroom? Why are they not lobbying for money from the federal government to give to the schools so that the schools can create their own sports programs that are catered to the transgender youth? Why don't they demand their own stuff? I would. Women had to do it. No offense to the men, but we had to demand equal pay. We had to demand to be able to own land. We had to demand to be able to own bank accounts. All of those things transgender people can do now. But if you want use of a bathroom where you feel comfortable at, then maybe you need to start lobbying the federal government to take some of them billions of dollars that they're sending to Ukraine and give it to you for your war on cis. I said what I said. I don't understand why that's not happening. You have such a, a narcissistic sense of entitlement that you absolutely don't deserve. So then why not take it to the max and start taking people's tax money and demand these schools start putting in that? I'm, I mean, I wouldn't agree with it, but I'm, I could get more behind it than I could you let coming into one of our daughter's bathroom stalls dressed as a woman because you decided one day I'm going to be a girl and then having something happen to her as a result. Um. I don't understand why that's not happening. This and the third thing I don't understand is why are the transgender men not saying anything? Why, why are we not? See, I just saw an, an oil of Olay, an oil of Olay ad featuring Dylan Mulvaney. Fucking fine. I don't use oil of Olay. I don't care. It's crap. It clogs your pores. It's a shit product. But it's the women's cold cream. And Dylan Mulvaney is using it. He is their spokesperson for this year. Fucking great. Cool. I don't care. It's not on National Women's Day. I don't really feel like he's taking anything away from women by doing this um, because men could use it too. But then why uh, have we seen any ads about the ball sack wash? I only know this exists because I have boys <clears throat> and a husband. The ball sack wash. Like, do we have our transgender men out here? Like, are we, are we, are we marketing to them too then in the same, with the same energy and in the same face? No, we're not. We got to ask yourself why that is. You know why that is? Do you want to know why that is? Because they've already beat down the men. They've already beat the masculine out of men. They don't need to do anything more to our men right now. <clears throat> we are in the whole weak men create hard times chapter of this book. They don't need to beat down on the men anymore. They don't need to focus on the men anymore. Now they're focused on taking out the women. Hillbilly, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the hearts. So now that's why they're focusing on the women. That's why they're focusing on the mothers. And pretty soon that'll be done. And then what's left? Our kids, right? Then it's going to be, they're going to start going after the kids. And they already are. For every single person out there that stood up for Jeffrey Marsh, shame the fuck on you. Okay? Because was it hippie? I just saw a video. It might have been hippie who went into his Patreon and saw some of the notes and comments that he was getting in his Patreon from children. Kids, 10. Absolutely. Motherfucking Lily. Could it be a whole like thing against Jeffrey? Absolutely. But could it not be? Absolutely. Shame on all of you. Shame on you. If that was just a man sitting there in his flannel shirt, you would have all kinds of problems with what was happening. But because he is a transgender man, you are or a transgender woman, you are going to look the other way. Either A, because you agree with it, or B, because you're too scared to speak out. 
And we need to start removing the fear of speaking out. Your voice is valid. All of you, everybody in here, your voice is just as valid as mine or anybody else's. Fuck what they have to say. Let them call you names. Let them ban your account on TikTok. We'll never get big enough to where I will be emotionally so invested in any of this anymore that I'm not prepared to lose it all in a day. I have Rumble now. Hello, Rumble. Sonia, WV, Mountain Girl, welcome to live. I'll lose it all. And I'm just going to keep saying what I say. And we need more people to do that too. Because the more we push back on it, the better that we're going to be. In the meantime, Candace Owens comes out and she starts bashing on spandex for putting people in wheelchairs and ads. That whole thing was ridiculous. But we already covered that. <clears throat> it's fine. I'm not a Candace Owens fan. And that was kind of why. That's one of the reasons why. But that's it. That's what you got to do. That's what I'm going to end my live with. I have one last story that I want to talk about. And since we're on the transgender movement, this was a TSA versus the transgender woman. Have you guys seen this? So a transgender woman was flying or using the, was flying. She was in an airport. He was in an airport. They were in an airport. They were flying. And apparently one of the TSA agents hit them in the junk. I don't know why, but here you go. First of all, since this story, it did get a little bit big. It trended for a little bit on Twitter, and I've seen a couple things on TikTok. But there was absolutely zero proof that that had happened. There are security cameras every fucking where in the airport, and there was zero camera, there were footage of any of this happening. There was no context to it either. She didn't explain why they hit him in the junk. They, she didn't explain. He didn't explain. It didn't explain anything. Just that it happened. And then, furthermore, then when this started to go viral, they deleted all of the pictures and stuff off of their social media. I don't even think that this happened, first of all. Secondly, I'm willing to bet that if it did happen, it was probably an accident. And if you were going to come out here and you were going to present yourself as a woman and you want people to believe that you're a woman, then maybe you should be a little more careful, okay? I am aware that it probably hurts. I don't own a set. I own, I own a figurative set. Figuratively speaking, my balls are probably bigger than most, but... I have, I have boys and I have a husband. I know that shit hurts. I've seen it enough. Purple Princess says it's like the cop thinking the dude had a weapon, but it was his. Well, and that was part of it. I think they mentioned when <clears throat> TSA got in trouble before because they had put a person through the scanner and it was supposedly a woman, but they saw the bulge and so they thought it was a, a gun. And they ended up pulling him off to the side. And that made this whole victim mentality of, of I'm trans and I'll, you know what? Fuck you. Like I've been strip searched by TSA for lesser and more, less egregious reasons. Okay. You don't see me out here on social media complaining about it. Like, I don't think it happened. I think the whole thing was made up in my honest to God opinion. Um, 
And the, the reason I think that mainly has to do with the fact that they took everything down afterwards. So this, this desperate need for victimization and attention from these narcissistic people is mind boggling, fucking mind boggling. And the TSA there, they're like, look, we're then their response too was just really look like, we're really sorry. Have a good trip next time you come through is basically what they said. We hope your next experience is better. I think, but that's just it. That's the problem with a lot of this. This had nothing to do with, they just like the clicks and likes and, and all of this, I want to say happened on like Facebook and Instagram. None of this happened on TikTok. So there's that for everybody who's like, TikTok needs to be banned because no, Facebook and Instagram are just as bad on kids' mental health as TikTok is. If not, it's worse in my opinion, because Instagram shows you what they want you to see. TikTok, at least I can manage my own algorithm, but Instagram doesn't show me fucking nothing that I interact with. Nothing, nothing that I interact with. It's the same six sound bites over and over and over again. That's why I don't use it. Stupid. It was a ballsy move. <laughs> That's a kick to the nuts. All right. Snapchat. Snapchat's terrible too. That's it. We're way over our hour. Um, this wouldn't be the first time that a fake activist faked a tweet or a threatening. I'm just saying. I am. And like I said, the fact that they deleted it and they haven't come out and made any kind of statement or yeah, no, I think the whole thing was made up. Um, but if you, you need to be more prepared for that, then I guess if you're going to transition, if you're going to dress like a girl, they're going to treat you like a girl. Like that's, that's the way that it goes. So, and with that, you guys were over an hour and I'm going to wrap this up. I think that's all I, that is all I had. That is all I had tomorrow. We are going to be live. We're going to continue kind of this conversation of inclusiveness. Again, if you were just now getting here, you didn't catch the beginning tomorrow. There is a congressional hearing on our military. So some of their department heads from the military are going to be testifying in front of some of these congressional um, committees about how the inclusiveness agenda that has infiltrated our military has positively or detrimentally impacted our military's response time to threats in the United States. I'm surprised I remembered all that. That was a lot. Um, and that's going to be tomorrow. That should be a really good live, but it's not going to be until one o'clock in the afternoon. So it'll be around lunchtime. And that is going to be here. Obviously we'll be on rumble too. You guys, I love your faces. And with that, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for a deer. Bye guys. Back off. I'll take you on. Head strong. You take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're head strong. You're head strong. <laughs> Your head's wrong.